pandemonium reigns. Tom Brady is retiring. Jaden Rashada has found a home. Tennessee and Florida tonight in basketball. Sports never dies. Never. Never dead. Never dead. I feel like there's other things I could have mentioned right there, but not quite sure what... Oh, National Signing Day, right? Hey, Hey. used to be a thing. Used to be a thing. Welcome, family and friends, to Pandemonium Reigns. We're going to talk about all these things. Mike, tell the people... Who's going to be talking about these things to them? Who's going to be tickling them ears? Your boys, Dan, Aaron Tucker, Mike oh. Blake Walker. I'm using full names, and I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> but we are. We are your boys of Pandemonium Reigns. We are And we're boys. excited to get into it. Yeah, man. We're going to do – Let's. we'll start out with some crudding, maybe get into some basketball, maybe even touch on some NFL playoffs. We'll just see what let's happens. do it. We'll just see what happens. Well, as far as recruiting goes, it is National Signing Day. Um, the news of the day is that Jaden Rashada has found a home. And I would love to know your comments on this, but I just want to say this before you get started. I'm, I'm happy for him. Oh, I'm listen, I'm actually ecstatic for him. I don't know. Uh, and I'll actually, well, you know, this will be like a year-long, years-long, excuse me, process of finding out we probably won't find out the gory details of what went down at Florida or what did not go down at Florida, maybe even with Miami since he was previously committed to the Hurricanes before the Gators. Mm-hmm. But I'm ecstatic that he's going out west to a place that needs uh, a lot of a lot of help, Arizona mm-hmm. State, the Sun Devils, and Kenny Dillingham, who you and I texted about, uh, was the OC at Oregon this year with Dan Lanning and Bo Nix, but now he's at A-State out there in the desert. So I'm ecstatic that Rashad has found a home. I hope the drama is over for him because like, I, I really, my opinion is that I don't care about NIL that much. Like I really don't. There's so yeah. much money in the sport. So I understand wanting a piece of it, needing a piece of it. Don't care. Not talking about that today, but I'm ecstatic for him. Also ecstatic that he won't be a Gator. Let me get that out there as a Tennessee fan, as the boys of pandemonium reigns, we are ecstatic that he will not be a Gator. This is this is a problem for Florida. Like, whether the NIL is cool or not, that's a problem for Florida, that they mm-hmm. don't get their kid because that makes it only tougher for Napier. But, hey, good for the kid. I hope he is getting a deal. We'll find out. Maybe we, the details we'll see, but I'm ecstatic that he found a home out there. Absolutely. Uh, now what you have in the case for Florida is you can have a, a Mike Norvell, a Josh Heupel, a Kirby Smart, you know, any any annual competitors to Florida who are in a, a recruiting competition for a kid, they can walk into the living room of this kid and they can say, yeah, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm leaning towards Florida. And they can say, why would you do that? Well, they're offering money. Are they going to give it to you? Yeah. Are you, are you sure that they're going to give it to you? I think Florida has created a world of trouble for themselves with this, especially now with the words of his name escapes me. Um, Is it Canel? No, no uh, um, Doring. Doring, um, good grief! Yeah, who basically told him to hit the door. Um, we don't want, we don't, we don't want you kind around here. Uh, yeah. I gave, I gave. That's the Dan Tucker version, obviously. Um, and I, I, I feel bad for the kid. Um, it sounds like he grew up a Gator fan. Yeah, uh, Miami, uh, I believe, was one of the first to offer him an NIL deal, so he went mm-hmm. Miami, and. Yep. What I can't understand about that right now is why Miami didn't really seem to enter the picture again, but 
that's beside the point. Um, Florida came calling with an NIL deal. It came time to pay up on the NIL deal. They backed out. And funny enough, the timing on them is very quinky dinky. Yeah. Um, it is. Right at the time they're supposed to sign their LOI. Funny you back out at that time, Florida. Uh, did you have, did you actually have a deal? Did you, were you, were you calling in bluffs? I mean, what were you doing? But nonetheless, he is now headed to, uh, I believe Tempe, Arizona. If it's not Tempe, it's very close to it. Arizona mm-hmm. State Sun Devils with coach, first year head coach Dillingham, who did well uh, with with uh, landing in Oregon last year. Um, excited for him though. I'm just like you. If if only the people listening on the podcast could hear me fist pump. Yes. With him not being a Gator, so yeah. Um, excited for him. Excited for him. Hey, go go do big things. Create competition. Uh, in in the Pac-12, almost at the Pac-12 South, but I believe they're doing away with divisions. Are they not? I think they are. Um, they probably should. If they haven't, they they need to probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think they are. And I want to mention another competitor because this is just going to parlay right on into our recruiting discussion on what used to be, my goodness, the Super Bowl of college football offseason of signing day. Mm. Early signing day has, you know, made today very lackluster, although there's still going to be some buzz like a Rashada situation, if you will. Mm-hmm. But another competitor for Florida, and and the reason that I say this is because I'm sitting here looking at the class rankings for mm-hmm. two four seven sports, where the classes land, and this is this is fascinating to me. But number one, Alabama, they have this is a a legendary class for them. I mean, <laughs> nine two four seven five stars. Which like, is crazy because he's landed how many number one classes since his time at, at Alabama? Exactly. Mind-blowing. Mind but this is this is where the competitor of Florida aspect comes in because, man, Florida's already had a, had a rough go of it before Norvell had any success there, before Miami hired Mario Cristobal, which may or may not work, doesn't look mm-hmm. promising right now. They've already had competitors in the state. You've got Florida, man, I'm scrolling, they're at number 12 nationally for 247. Um, and you know when you're at number 12 that you didn't necessarily and, – and it's not like it, – well, heck, you could almost sign a class of exclusively Florida residents and, and make it a banger of a class. Yeah. You don't want to do that. You do want to have some national branches out there. But that just means that Alabama, among maybe 11 others, are cleaning up in your state. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about legendary classes. Not that Alabama and Florida play every year. Um, in fact, it's it's funny – how few even SEC championships we've gotten with that matchup since the since the uh, advent of the SEC championship game. Mm-hmm. But all, that's just another aspect of how many teams have cleaned up, have defined their recruiting classes by Florida talent and the top tier of it. Um, and again, this I think this this year is just a perfect summary of of what can happen if you don't get your ducks in a row. NIL's new, yeah. but players being poached out of Florida is not new and will not be changing by, you know, unless they, they find their way back to the forefront of college football. Oh, for sure. And what's funny about you, you mentioned him really not even having to leave the state. Their class is topped, capped by uh, a kid out of Alabama, Kelby Collins, D lineman, Gardendale, Alabama. Uh, but you look after that and it's Alabama, Florida, 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 Florida. So, um, yeah, uh, excellent stuff there. Uh, obviously, um, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to take some ammunition away from you here before I ask you this question. Sure. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a second to go ahead and think about it. Winners of 
um, how do you say? Do, you, do we want to say National Signing Day? We're winners of the this recruiting cycle because I like it, that. It, NSD is is gone. It's now early signing day. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll challenge you not to go, you know, Bama, Georgia, something like that. Because Oh, yeah, no, I've got an easy answer that comes right to mind for me. Okay, okay. Well, well actually, yeah, I could say two, but I'm going to say one because they had a worse season than the other that comes to mind. But a big winner for me is number four for 247, Oklahoma, with 26 commitments, mm-hmm. three five-stars, 14 four-stars. You know, Venables, known yep. defensive legend, what he did there at Clemson, time before that. But they had a very, very lackluster year that we've talked about here and there at times on our show. Mm-hmm. Um, and, listen, it's not like we're offended by it. It's not like we're down and out because Oklahoma's finally had a, a, a subpar year. But to pull off a number four class off of yep. that year, mm-hmm. still being a very new head coach in Brent Vittables, that's big time for me. They're going to have to figure some things out for sure. And, and I think that's obvious for for most, I'll say most, first-time head coaches. Um, but uh, the other candidate that came to mind is Texas at three. Okay. But that's kind of what they've done. Maybe not that high, maybe a little higher or lower. Um, and it's just time, like we've talked about as well, for them to get back and can find consistency, mm-hmm. but those are two clear winners for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other that came to mind now, I was going to say LSU, but they've also lived in that range. They're at six currently in two, four, seven, they've lived in that range. So mm-hmm. consistency will be key for them too. not just having a fantastic 2019 here and there finding consistency and evening things out in that yeah. West will be big. Yeah. Uh, talking about Oklahoma, if, Alabama doesn't do this monster class like they've done. I, what I'm, I guess my point here is: look at the dudes that look at the schools that are ahead of Oklahoma, Alabama monster class, Georgia off back-to-back titles. So that that makes a whole lot of sense than being in the top mm-hmm. three. Texas, you know, Arch Manning, that whole deal, and then here just sits Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, I think the highlight for them. Uh, I want to just point out two guys very quickly. One being Jackson Arnold, they're saying he's he's arguably the most polished NFL ready. Which I hate those terms coming oh, out of man, high me school. Too. Me too. But I get it. I get what they're getting at. Uh, so he's got a he's got a quarterback, you know, for the future. He's going to have Dylan Gabriel returning for him, obviously. So that I mean, if you're an Oklahoma fan, you got to be excited about that, especially since the defensive tendencies that Venables, you know, who he is, his DNA. But then yeah. you get this Peyton Bowen kid who bounced around in his commitments. Yeah. I think I think Notre, did. Notre Dame, USC. I don't remember I think, the other I, one. I think he's a rare triple flipper. Yeah. Who who's the <laughs> other one besides Notre Dame? It was Notre Dame. Obviously, I, it landed with Oklahoma. I'm, I was thinking it was like an Oklahoma Notre Dame Oklahoma situation. But if there were other schools involved, there. I mean, there certainly may have been. I'll I'll look into it. Well, needless to say, he's 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 a he's a big fish. And Oregon, it was Oregon. My bad. Oregon. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I, you know, I was gonna say that, but I think outside of Oklahoma, the one that really catches my attention is Notre Dame. In yeah. the top ten. Yeah, with, absolutely. With the poor start that they had, no five stars, but 20, 24 stars. Yeah. And uh, everybody pays attention to the fifth star, right? I mean, absolutely. Especially if you're Bama, right? You're just paying attention to that fifth star. Appreciate Cody Walton listening to us, but they're paying attention to that fifth star. 
this class is made up of 24 stars. You remember, So my, here's where my mind goes. Do you remember when Butch was just first hired? Mm-hmm. His first two to three seasons were made off Cameron Sutton, three-star, Jalen Reeves-Maben, three-star. I don't, I don't even think Barnett was a consensus four-star. No, I, think I don't he, think he was I think either. he was four, three, three or something like that. Uh, but anyway, I mean – you just ha- you have a uh, a less chance of bust with those middle of the pack dudes. You kind of you I think you know a little bit more about what you're getting. Yeah. Uh, so Notre Dame really surprises me. I want to call people's attention to the number thirteen class according to two four seven anyway. A and M. Everybody's I'm you just I so the thing I like to do before bed. My wife's watching TV, kind of paying attention to it a little bit. I'm scrolling through Twitter and I'm just punching in names and just seeing what I can find. Um, basically people, Aggie fans especially, are all upset, you know, about the recruiting class that they basically finished top 15. You're an idiot, I think, if you're thinking yeah. that. I mean, the numbers alone of what he can pull in are just not going to allow for a highly ranked class. I think the fact that you finished 13th is, I mean, pretty outstanding. But yeah, um, <clears throat> is Walter Nolan going to enter the portal? Is he? Is he not? I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Yes. Give it to me. Um, another one I kind of want to throw out, top 25. Right there, rounding out the 20 to 25, there's two schools that really catch my attention. Michigan State, off that lackluster season that they just had. I think it just shows you what kind of recruiter Mel Tucker is, for one. Yeah. And then the defending Pac-12 champions, Utah. 12 three-stars, eight four-stars. Man, they just – they just continue to do work. Nobody talks about them. Nobody work. talks about them. The boys at Pandemonium Reigns are going to talk about them. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm digging it. You know, I am I am as well. Um, this is something that has caught my eye, and and I've mentioned we've mentioned that we have Michigan fan friends in our lives, or we have it have had at different tar- parts of our lives, and I see them at down at the 18 spot, and it, it just feels like they haven't done what they what I would have hoped Tennessee would have done if it were mm-hmm. changed places with two back-to-back playoff experiences. Yeah. You know, 18 is fine. You're going to be in the picture, especially if you play schedules like you did in 2021 and 22 and like you're going to do in 2023. That's fine. But you let Hugh Freeze come in late and, and edge you out in team class ranking. I mean, what's, you know, what's the deal with that? would love to see. And I think a lot of it is probably with Harbaugh and his, you know, wishy-washy commitment and things like that. I even heard his name still in play for Denver up until Sean Payton was, you know, announced and, and the deal was finalized. I mean, I, I understand that that there's a lot of factors there, but you would certainly love to see them capitalize and make top 10, top five runs off of playoff appearances back-to-back. Yeah, no, I get it. I, I get it. I think it's got to it's gotta do something with, again, him possibly flirting with the NFL and – Maybe some maybe some dudes are wanting a free burger every now and then. I mean, you just, maybe just maybe you never know. You know, peer recruiting has to be one of the most vicious aspects of our game that we love peer recruiting. And if I'm James Franklin, if I'm Ryan Day, or if I'm Brett Bielema, I'm having a field day with mm-hmm. with Michigan. And I, you know, it kind of pains me to say it because I don't like many Big Ten teams. I I certainly don't mind Michigan. Um, I'm over the Heisman debacle of 20 years ago. Uh, you know, it's fine. Sure. It's fine. It's not, but it is. So I would have a field day with peer recruiting against Michigan, man. Mm. That field, you know, that's more than two decades ago. The reference you just made, Charles Woodson hey, and Pay. Hey, 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 
never dies. Never dies. <laughs> now, now we've got a new one to be upset about, and I still can't get past the old. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Moving <laughs> on. Moving on. Um, Colorado. I want to point this one out just just for a second. Did you expect them to finish higher than what they did, certain at 29, at, according to, to 247? Man. I, actually, this may be surprising. It may not be. But I'm going to say no because – goodness, phone call comes in. Every time we record, why is that? Um, <laughs> Leave us alone, No, people. No, I'm going to say no because I expect this to start via the transfer portal. You've got Dion talking about pack up your baggage. Um, I'd like to introduce you to your new quarterback, mm. this and that. So I expect this to be a portal situation first and foremost, which is kind of indicative of a 29 spot. Yeah. Um, I expect him to be involved with every transfer, especially in the defensive backfield, things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'll say this. I expect that to be top 10. Like if it's not top 10 next year, I'll wonder about, you know, is he just going to – is he going to live alone on the uh, transfer portal alone, or what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Um, he got the five-star, which is – oh, just left me. Is it Cormani McLean? Cormani McLean, yep. Um, it had the five-star that he brings with him from Jack State of Travis Hunter. So, it'll be fascinating to watch. I don't think – you know, I think the expect expectations are going to be pretty fair, if not low, for Dion because of the roster that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but with all he brings, I expect that to jump quite significantly sure i think i was at least expecting somewhere around the 2025 range but if i'm a if i'm a colorado buffalo fan i think i'm still really happy with it yeah you, you had a big time flip two years in a row now that that dion has flipped the number one corner in the class in the class uh, last year it was the number one player overall mm-hmm. um thank god he didn't flip the number one player in the class this, this year if you know what i'm saying you know what i'm hey, saying man, hey gbo so um I wouldn't be concerned at all because, man, you won the portal, as you as as you were saying, and I'm just saying in less words. Um, I want to ask you this though, um, and we can come back to a little bit of recruiting talk if you want if you want to do that. What is the expectation for Dion in Colorado in year one? What what would you say the over under is as far as win total? And I, you know, this is something I'm pretty sure you'll remember you and I texting about as well. Mm-hmm. And we've looked at that schedule. I don't I don't have it right in front of me at the moment, but I, I recall it being pretty tough. I know it involves an early rematch, the the end of the home-and-home home with TCU, mm-hmm. who loses a lot, but mm-hmm. going to lean purple on that one, if you know what I mean. Okay. Um, at, at least in February, that's my take. We'll see how I feel as the season approaches. Um, probably going to lean purple there. We have an early game with Nebraska that is going to be – I think telling for both programs, can Dion continue to rise and do it at this level? Can Matt Rule show some early results at Nebraska doing what no one's done well since Bo Pelini? Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to tell me a lot in that game. But, oh man, I'm, I'm going to tell you what, the way that I think about this is almost the way that, that Josh Hoffman was talked about coming in, and that's that's an orange bias for me. That's what's on my mind. Um I'm going to say it over under that I would that I would set would be between five and a half and six and a half mm. because of the difficulties that I recall from that schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, those two games against again TCU coming off the national championship game appearance, if you can even recall that they were there, they they really weren't. And then Nebraska, and for all the issues that Nebraska has, Matt Rule is a very good college coach. Okay, 
Yep. No, you're right. You're right. Um, good recruiter. Excellent developer. Excellent. Excited. Developer. I mean, and I think that's the kind of guy you need in Nebraska. But let's right do now this. It is. But let's do this before we move on. We'll go rapid fire. You tell me win or loss, okay? All right. We'll do. And then we'll we'll figure out your your win total. <clears throat> Colorado at TCU. Loss. Oh and one. Uh Nebraska at Colorado. Whew. Rapid fire. Pains me. Win. One and one. Home against Colorado State. Win. Two and one. At Oregon. Loss. Two and two. Home against the Trojans. Loss. Two and three. At Arizona State. Arizona State. Win. Three and three. Uh, home against Stanford. Win. Four and three. At UCLA. Oh, that's a loss. Uh, four and four. Home against Oregon State. Trinity, Oregon State. I'm going to say loss. Four and five. Home against Arizona. Mm, there's a very winnable game, so I'm going to go win. Uh, five and five at Washington State. Again, super winnable. I'll lean win for now. Six and five at Utah. Loss. <laughs> six and six, 500. Okay, I like it. I, I think I would agree to uh, to everything there that, that you said. I, I look forward, I think, most of that Colorado-Arizona State matchup, I believe. Yeah. And I really look forward to that Colorado-Nebraska um, I think Colorado TCU could get ugly depending on quarterback play for TCU. I don't yeah. – I like Shador Sanders. It's not that. It's that it's game one. Yeah. It's game one, and you may have brought everyone with you, but TCU is, is sound philosophy-wise on offense. They will challenge your defense. Mm -hmm. um, they'll get stops as long as you're not maybe Georgia – but um, yeah, I, man, that's just so tough for me to see Colorado winning that. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I am with you. Uh, any other things in recruiting that you want to talk about? Man, it has. Here's one question, and we'll see where it goes. Has the buzz worn off some for, or was there any real buzz for Eli Drinkwitz, who sits at 33rd in the 247 class rankings? I mean, what is the deal with that? Um, you've also got Ole Miss and Kentucky at 30 and 31. That yeah. has to be, gosh, at least a drop for Kentucky. Ole Miss may not have actually done much in the high school ranks with with Lane, um, but my gosh, how can you not capitalize a little bit more if you're if you're Lane Kiffin? And then if you're Mark Stoops, I mean, you've you've taken Kentucky to to highs that they haven't seen in a long time, and and you're also sitting there in the 30s, just ahead of who I mentioned, Eli and, and Missouri. So. Mm -hmm. Those are big question marks for me and will not make it any easier to improve upon what they have done for all three of those respective schools. My question with Eli Drinkwitz is doesn't necessarily fall into the recruiting department. It falls into the, how many more, how much more time are they going to give him department? Yeah. Same. Um, at some point the antics are going to grow weary. Yeah. And, I mean, you and I are perfect cases uh, with, with Butch Jones. It was fine in the beginning. Mm-hmm until it wasn't fine anymore and, and your antics were your um, your best defense and your antics were your best deflection of what's really going on. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not saying that Eli Drinkwitz is a Butch Jones. However, he's a, he's a bit of a character. And winning covers a multitude of sins. I don't know that you're winning enough to... 
I think Missouri has a higher expectation than what I mean. What what they what they finished six and six this year? I believe so. I believe they did. I mean, if I, I think if I'm a Missouri fan, I think my expectation is we need to be fighting eight and four, nine and three, ten and two. Yeah. Um. Also, I'm calling the commissioner of the Big Twelve and be like, "Let me back, let me back, let me back." So, um, yeah, good stuff there. Uh, Lane Kiffin, as far as Ole Miss goes, is he just spending more time in the portal? I think he probably is. I mean, I can, I can kind of see why that is that way. So, he's got more to work with out of the portal than Kentucky, except for with minus Leary. Leary's a great addition that we've talked about. And then Missouri, I just don't know. I mean, wins. I, I'm. I'll go as far as saying wins are going to be harder and harder to come by, if teams in the East, especially, continue to be who they've been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how do you feel about walking through Nebraska's schedule real quick? You feel like doing that? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Let's do. It. We quick fire that. Let's let's see if we can get this pulled up real quick for the people. Nebraska football schedule twenty twenty three. If my iPhone. Oh, they got a neat little graphic that loads in. That's cool. All right. Um, before we get into this, I do want to say, with the addition of Houston, BYU, Cincinnati, and UCF to the Big 12, I don't know why the athletic director and the people of power in Lincoln, Nebraska are not. Texas and Oklahoma are on their way out. The the money ordeal with that conference and television should could should should figure itself out. Mm-hmm. I'm figuring out a way back. I'm yeah. figuring out a way back. Yep. T- take me back. Country roads. All right. Um, they're going to open at Minnesota. It's a winnable game, but it is a loss for me until proven otherwise. Zero and one. Colorado at Colorado. Forgot what you said. I think I think I leaned <laughs> Nebraska there. Yeah. Man, I think I don't know. Wow. I, don't, I feel like I wow. We're old terrible. age people. Old age people. I, I, I think you did. Actually, I think you leaned Colorado there. Yeah, it's it's a it's a coin toss either way. I think for now. Do, do you uh, so uh, that okay? Pausing right there. That one's interesting to me because you, you're going to have Shadur Sanders game two. You're going to have uh, the return of Casey Thompson who. I get it. There's a head coaching change, and I'm not sure Matt Rule's expertise, but interesting quarterback battle there in my mind. Um, I, if 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 I'm guessing here, I'm not the one doing rapid fire though. I'm going to give the the advantage to Colorado. Think about that. Think about that game and what it used to mean. Colorado's mm-hmm. now hosting it. They have all the energy in the world right now mm-hmm. in February, right? Yeah. I'm going to take Colorado. So uh, uh, you, and- you said. I think I think I may have went Colorado there because I'm pretty sure you did. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Zero and two is is what I fear for Nebraska. Zero and two, home against Northern Illinois. Win one and two. One and two, home against Louisiana Tech. Don't forget, this is the return of Dakota's Crawford to Lincoln, oh, Nebraska. Dang, he gets revenge. No, it's two and two. Win <laughs> two and two. They draw Michigan from the East at home. Oh, that's brutal. Two and three. Two and three. They're at Illinois. <sighs> Man, if Illinois wasn't as tough as they are, I might go winnable there, but I'm going two and four. Two oh. and four. Do they have Cody Brown returning for them? No, he is leaving. But okay. still, uh, okay. did you know his name entering the season? I don't. I did not. I don't recall it. I did because I confused him with the old Tennessee transfer. There you go. That's that's the one thing that got me until about midway point of the season. 
So we've got two and four home against Northwestern. You've got to win that game. I'm going to say they do three and four. Revenge season. My gosh. <laughs> three and four home against Purdue. Ooh, Purdue, who loses their 27th year quarterback, Aiden O'Connell. And their head coach. Also, and their head coach. Winnable game, four and four. Four and four at Michigan State. Ooh, that's man. I look for I look at some point for Michigan State to rebound. Gosh, I would love for Nebraska to pull that. I'm gonna lean with Sparty. Four and five. Home against Maryland. Yep. Is yep. is little is little little Tiger below gone? Or is he no, back? he's still there. He's still there. That's a loss. Four and six. Four and six. Doesn't get easier as we um as they no no no. They're at the fighting Luke Fickles. Man. Wisconsin. At Wisconsin. Wisconsin's roster is also not in that desirable of a spot. I'm going to pick this as a potential upset game because I'm begging Nebraska to win games. So, five wins. I think that's six losses at this point. Five and six. They're home against Iowa. It's the corn fight. Fight of the corn. They're, they're fighting for bowl eligibility right here. I was was so bad offensively. This man, this is a game they can win as well. I don't know if the order that I picked is correct, but I'm gonna say they win that game if it came down to it six and six. I'm six. riding with rule. I mean, honestly, if if um shout out to our good buddy Adam Miller, the only Nebraska fan that we know of. But if you're five and seven and you're a Nebraska fan, are you are you happy? I mean, I guess it depends on how the five wins and seven losses turned definitely, out. Definitely, yeah. you're probably yeah. still just trying to find belief. <laughs> but sure. you know, I, there would be positives if the wins weren't just absolutely miserable. Yeah, you know, drawing Michigan and Michigan State from the East, I expect Michigan State to be better. Uh, doesn't bode well. No. Uh, anything recruiting? Uh, we 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 took a turn there and traveled down some we did. rapid fire. Schedules. Uh, anything else there in recruiting you want you want to touch on before we move on? I think that's it. I was going to make a joke about Pitt being at fifty, but that's an improvement from their twenty twenty two class. So I'm going to leave that alone, and we'll see what Narduzzi does. Maybe he's still just too mad to talk to people. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. That's another guy. One of those guys is just a great developer of talent. Though. Yeah, he so, is. He is. So. He does what he what he does. Yep. Uh, I do want to say this before we move on. Um, as far as like winners of the off season. Okay, because you and I have really uh, failed to talk about this over the worldwide webs. So you've got winners of the transfer portal, Florida State, Colorado. You got winners of recruiting, Georgia, Bama, Texas. I think your winner of the offseason, though, call me crazy, call me crazy, it's Clemson. With the hiring I of Riley, couldn't agree more. No, I couldn't agree more. I, I this is, I think this is Dabo. How? What am I trying to say here? This is this is Dabo saying, okay, all right, we'll adjust. You yeah. know, I'll get out of you get out of some stubbornness here a little bit, especially when Bama fans thought they they uh, he was headed to Tuscaloosa. Clemson ends up grabbing him. That I think they turn into a monster overnight. Now they don't have the greatest wide receiver core. Um, they've, they're going to have the quarterback play. They're going to have a running mm-hmm. back stable. Shipley's returning. Mafi, Mafa, Mufa. I don't remember. Here I go, almost doing racist stuff again. Don't do it. Um, listen, uh, Black Panther is one of my favorite movies of all time. So Wakanda forever. Um, <laughs> I think Clemson won the off. I, that, that's a that's a program changer. You yeah. just I just think you turned into a monster. 
again overnight. Yeah. I think the only thing, the only thing that can prevent them from being Clemson of, you know, Deshaun and Trevor's eras in their highs would be that the recruiting has just fallen ever so slightly still in winnable range. They're still going to be amazing in the ACC, but it's fallen from like your top fives to like your 10, 12 range with NIL. But if the adjustments that came in the terms of their staff, making a big hire for OC, if those come with NIL, there's nothing preventing them from, from continuing what was a budding dynasty. If, yeah. they, if they'll just adapt and keep it going. Yeah. And, 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 and think about this too. So you've got you've got the trending of Florida State, which I'm uber excited about. I think oh, yeah. I think college football is better when programs like Tennessee and Florida State are are yes. good. Yeah. But outside of Florida State, I think Clemson. I mean, NC State just lost O'Leary. Yeah. Wake Forest just lost Hartman. Yeah. So that division is is garbage. Is Malik Cunningham still at Louisville? Does it matter? I don't think he is, but I don't think it matters. Okay. Does it matter? So, um, I mean. North Carolina's is is going to be good, but they're going to drop one or two that they're not supposed mm-hmm. to. I mean, Drake yep. Drake May is going to be back. They're going to sling it all over the yard. They lose Josh Downs. Give me another competitor outside of Clemson and Florida State in that conference. Yeah, don't say Miami. Don't I, I don't want to hear any listener because we can't we can't hear you anyway. Don't tweet at us. Don't message us. Don't say Miami until they do it. Absolutely. So. Now you just you just you just took a monster. I mean that 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 is that is that is the higher, um, uh, definitely of the offseason, and that's a that's a program changer, um, which they still have. What's his head at defensive coordinator down there though? And that's my point right there. We don't know his name. There you go. Great point. There you go. Hey, let's move on and let's talk a little college basketball. You ready to do that? I'm ready to do that. As we get in to college basketball, I just want to tell the people, it's so hard for me to get into basketball once football is still going, but we only have the Super Bowl left. And with with every passing offseason, and I think what really did it for me, we're, I promise people we're headed to college basketball, what, what really did it for me with the NFL and the the, the continual – Continuous, excuse me. Conti- I don't know if continuous is a word. Continuous bad product that they that they find ways to put out was last year, and the Bills and the Chiefs and that overtime garbage. Change your overtime rules. Yeah. Change your overtime rules. Yeah. Fix, I mean, fi- fix your officiating. This this Chiefs oh my game. Goodness. And I didn't even really have Woo. a dog in the fight. Like, of course, I'm rooting for Trey Smith and the Chiefs, but yeah. you know, I'm 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 down for for Joe Burrow. I can get behind that. I like Jamar Absolutely. Chase. I like I like yeah. T Higgins. Fix this crap. Please fix this garbage, man. It's just got so many holes in it. It's it's so unfortunate that games of this magnitude, and, you know, we, we get upset. We talk about it when it happens in regular season games. This was to go to the Super Bowl. How do you mm-hmm. let that flare up in those moments? I mean, people say, you know, this and that about games looking or being rigged, mm-hmm. and these are the things that make it hard to argue. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. We'll uh, we'll close out the show with a little bit of Super Bowl talk if you want to, though. But we're gonna we're gonna talk college basketball. I'm now invested. I'm ready. I'm here for it. Um, but as I start to pay attention, you know, I was a, I was a little bit in. I had my toes in. I was I was watching here and there. Um, I have to do a double take every time that I see it because the Alabama Crimson Tide is a top five and for a moment top two basketball program. You look at this score against what they what they did to Vanderbilt. 
my gosh. Crimes were committed. Crimes against humanity were committed. Is is Bryce Young playing point? I think he is. You know, he's out there. You know, they talk about him smiling like Steph and doing these things while he plays. <laughs> I'm like rolling my eyes literally out of my head. And yeah. that must have been what happened last night against Vanderbilt. What in the world? Why is Jerry still there? <laughs> yeah, right, Sackhouse. In his de- in his defense, the 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 academic recruiting restrictions are going to have something to do with that. But they've proven Definitely. that that they can be decent in van- uh, in basketball. But one hundred and one to forty four. I feel like I can do that math quickly in my head, but it just makes me nervous to think about fifty seven points. Fifty seven <sighs> points. Alabama football beat Vanderbilt by fifty two points. Oh gosh! Oh, oh my, my gosh! Oh my gosh! Tell the people if you can. I don't know. I don't know if you follow Big Ten basketball. I actually really enjoy Big Ten basketball midseason, or excuse me, January, February Big Ten basketball. Some of those environments are fun. A game yeah. at Illinois, a game at Indiana. I, I actually really enjoy those. But here are the Boilermakers. Yeah, number, number one in the country. What's going on there? They have. They have a vintage old school big man, and I think his first name's Zach. His last name's definitely Edie. Um, people complain about the way that he is officiated and protected in games, but he is a force. Um, you know, I don't think they have some of those old Purdue teams of uh, where it's their guards, you know, jacking up, lobbing threes. You know, guys that didn't didn't score in the season, bailing them out in March. I'm about to go cry now. Anyway, they have a vintage old school big man in, in Edie. Um, he can really take over games and just control games. And that has almost, almost, it, it, I don't think it'll ever fully die, but it has almost been taken out of our game because of the nature of jacking up threes, you know, running the floor, Nate Oates, his style, Bruce Pearl, his style, things like that. But Purdue's bringing it back in 2023. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good stuff. Cause I had no clue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't tell you who their loss is, but if they want to drop a game and vault the Tennessee Volunteers number one, I'll be okay with it. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Speaking of your Tennessee Volunteers, this is not an Orange Cast. They're just they just happen to be the second best basketball team in the country right now, traveling to Gainesville. How you traveling, feeling about this one? You know, I'm feeling good about this game because you know Tennessee. Yeah, I want to I want to be doing that well, well, and looking at that mm. little chomp with a throat slash. Yeah, I want to be seeing, uh, you know, what we saw from Grant and Admiral and those boys chomping when this game's over. They have a first-year coach, uh, Rick Barnes, Tennessee, owned the last Florida coach, who's now at Georgia, Mike White, brother of Danny White, uh, which they dominated a week or two ago um, when they came to Knoxville, mm-hmm. or last week that was. So, feeling good about the first-year Gators. Couldn't even tell you their coach's name, but they're they're abysmal against top 50 or so opponents, they are absolutely not good against good opponents. Their defense is good. Their offense can be kind of like Tennessee's, but maybe even a little worse at times when they're off. So I don't like this matchup for Florida. Vegas doesn't either, um, though Tennessee's actually just a five-point favorite, which kind of scares me now that I think about it. But, again, I'm feeling good and confident about the way this team is playing. What Zakai Ziegler has been doing has just been – Phenomenal. I, my gosh. If and here's here's where we're I'm not good with basketball. If Zakai Ziegler was what he is for basketball, for football, I would have his face like tattooed on my neck or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like this is this is why we're just now getting to basketball 
Also, I'm really. This emotional. is why you're really growing out your hair. You're you're trying yeah. to get the, yeah, the Keeler yeah. ponytails, yeah, or the yeah, the yeah. whatever they're called, yeah. The, give me the braids, yeah. Yes. Uh, this is why we haven't gotten into basketball yet because football is just now in the off season, if there even is such a thing. Yeah, don't say that also, word. Also, also, I don't handle losses well when they're in the form and fashion of that Tennessee Kentucky loss a couple weeks ago when you retired my actual basketball goat for Tennessee, Chris Lofton's number in the rafters. You lose to Kentucky because of effort and rebounding, and your offense had one of those days. So these are the reasons we're just now diving into basketball. It's my fault. I'm the emotional one. Dan is not quite there on that level. It's me, but we're going to do it. Here's where I'm at with this basketball team. All roads lead to a midweek tilt on a Wednesday with Alabama, followed by a weekend trip to Rupp Arena. That will be very dangerous for, for my emotions. I will need to be finding positive vibes, saying my prayers, reading some Bible in, in advance of those games in case they go poorly because those are two solid teams. Kentucky had a terrible start, and that's why I was so emotional about the loss. But Alabama is really dang good. Don't let that one loss to Oklahoma fool you. Can I quote you on what you said about Rick Barnes? Can I say it? Or do I do or just me. do no, I no. just we need this this is like therapy. Let's do it. Do you want to do it or you want me to do it? No, I don't because I don't remember the words and I'm scared to know what they were. Oh, there's only three words. Okay. Fire oh, Rick yeah, Barnes. Fire him. Fire Rick Barnes. I said that <laughs> on the coming off the Kentucky loss because I'm so basketball hurts me in a way diff not like to exceed football hurt, but it is like it's deep. It's deep because I love basketball so much. Mm-hmm. And these teams that have been rising up to number one, they've been as hot as we were last year, winning the SC tournament for the first time in 40 friggin' years. Mm-hmm. These things hurt when you still continue to get bounced by Michigan, Loyola Chicago, that Purdue loss, I can understand. And frankly, I have an issue with the foul that was called on Lamonte Turner to this day. Um, I can deal with that one more so than your getting grilled by Oregon State, things like that. These are tough for me. Now, that team kind of floundered into March, but the other teams kind of made hot runs into March, and it just didn't matter. So when I say things like fire Rick Barnes, that comes from a place of don't give me this hope and then crush it. This I'm not the Tennessee basketball team where they say it's not about me. This is all about me and my emotions when it comes to basketball. So don't give me this false hope and these hot runs. Don't do it and then get bounced in week, you know, second game of the tournament. Basketball is all about ebb and flow, rhythm, knocking down shots, and we just were not able to do that, and we got out-rebounded against Kentucky. But here's here's what I'm going to tell the people, all right? I'm not, right. Talk, I'm not talking to my – they're not talking to my best friend right now. I'm not talking to Michael Walker. I'm talking to the people. <clears throat> people, let me tell you something about Michael Walker. If that brand was different, if that was not the Kentucky logo that we were going up against, if it was, if it was, uh, you know, Kansas State, if it was Auburn, if it was, um, is another SEC, maybe an Ole Miss, or you mm-hmm. know, maybe a, 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 a decent ACC school, he'd have been, he, he probably would have been fine with it. He'd probably been fine with it. Like, okay, you know, didn't agree. Didn't pull it, but because it had that Kentucky brand, because it was that royal blue, because there's that 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 because that game determined the um, oh gosh the 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 tiebreaker basically between Rick and uh, Calipari, right? 
Well, the, actually, the, I think Rick leads the head-to-head. I really do. I think he still leads the head-to-head. Oh, that that, that him and Kyle Perry. was it. It wasn't the all-time series in it. It it it's. What am I talking about? What am I thinking of? I think coming into that game, Rick led Calipari like ten to seven in head to head. So I think it's like ten to eight now. Well, they took I this. Think. They took something. It wasn't the series. Oh. It was. It was. It was something. I, you gotcha. can't convince me that we just were that close in the series with traditionally no, no. Kentucky basketball. But just for the people, and we've we've warned you. You know, if you read the description on Pandemonium Reigns, Mike is angry. But I'm just telling you, if it, if it's not Kentucky, if it's not that logo, if it's not that stupid Wildcat. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um. Then, then, then his response is very different. <laughs> very different. Very different. And and listen, sitting here today with a few wins after that game, I can completely sit here and tell you, you should never, you should not fire Rick Barnes because of things that have happened. <laughs> Texas should kick themselves daily for the mess that they're in after firing Rick Barnes and trying to replace him. But the hope, the 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 hope that has floated out and and just crushed in March. That's what's tough for me. And it yeah. and it looks like it looks like those losses to Colorado early season totally different season by now. That's what's the that's another deal about basketball is the season is eternal. It's like mm-hmm. baseball, <laughs> but the loss to Kentucky it hurt it hurt deeply. The loss to Arizona man I was I was fired up. I, I still think foul should have been called late the game, but I have no problem with that loss because we fought for forty minutes and and gave them a heck of a game. Mm-hmm. They're another team that still believes in big men. I mean they have two of them that are really good. One yeah. looks just like John Fulkerson that that did it at that position in Tennessee for so mm-hmm. long, but yeah, you're right. If it wasn't that Kentucky logo, that stupid, stupid blue, and that whiny dude, what was the deal? What was the deal with him groping Holly Rowe at halftime? What was that? If it wasn't <laughs> all that, I would be okay. That's the thing. I would. And sure. you don't fire Rick Barnes. What are you going to do? Who are you going to hire? I don't know. Sure. I, I just don't know. So I'm behind the team. I'm good with them. They have adapted. Look at the lineup adapting. Zakai's oh, yeah. coming back into the lineup. Mm-hmm. You know, Vest could be getting healthy. Camwa, need consistency for sure. But I'm good. You don't fire Rick Barnes because of a regular season loss to Kentucky. What was I thinking? Yeah. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm I'm with you. I just, I just, you know, when you get worked up, I just kind of just embrace the text. I'm like good. I'm glad you do. I'm glad it doesn't harm our relationship. I love you, man. You're my brother. Mm, you're you're my boy, too. Blue. Hey, <laughs> let, let's go back to Alabama just for a second. We'll we'll yeah. close the conversation uh, on um, on college basketball. I just think they're the talk of college basketball right now. And yeah. another reason I want to do this, and if you're in, if you if you don't want to do this, you know, just just say it, that it won't matter, and you know, we, we'll dismiss it. But if Cody Walden right now. When, once this hits his ears, okay, mm-hmm. if he will text us and say, go Vols, or give us a nice little GBO in that text, yeah, I, I say we bring him on for a little college basketball talk. Dude, listen, that, that's the thing about it. Is he's a bit, he, listen, we have a few of these people in our lives that are massive Alabama fans. We have a few of them that are very close and dear to our hearts, despite their flaws. <laughs> um, that man loves basketball. I think, I think, I think we're very similar. He and I on that, that mm-hmm. basketball has just another, just fast lane to the center of our hearts that football can't quite capture. So yeah, if he'll do that, we can absolutely talk some hoops with that man. And, mm-hmm. and he is invested. He's got, he's more level headed than I am on these things. Like understanding what a bounce back that was for, for Alabama coming off that Oklahoma loss. He is, mm-hmm. Much more calm, cool, and collected than I am on that. So, if, yes, if you'll do that, I'd be more than happy to bring him on for some basketball chats. GBO, that's all you got to say, Cody. That's yeah, all you got to yeah. do. 
You have 27 hours starting right now. <laughs> we have we have taken your children. <laughs> you have 27 <laughs> hours. <laughs> hey, uh, let's do this. So Alabama, Tennessee, they're going to have that matchup coming up soon. They're going to be they're going to be top seeds in the tournament. They're going to be up there. There's yeah. talk of Tennessee being a number one seed. Got to finish well. Got to do some things right. Is there a program out there for Alabama, and is there a program out there for Tennessee that are just an absolute nightmare matchup for these two going into the tournament? Is there is there somebody out there that you, off the top Man. of your head? I know I'm I know I'm springing this one on you, but just or maybe even in the in the rest of their regular their their, their regular season schedule. Of course, it's going to be nothing but conference play from here on out. Yeah, and I'm really thinking like big dance because that's when all eyes are going to be on. You know Tennessee, Bama, and you know whatever everything yeah. else is going on in the tournament. You know, and maybe there's some recency bias for me in this. What I'm going to say, but you know, Texas has been through it this season. They have lost their coach for his own reasons, his own uh, anger issues, and things of that nature. But they fought like tremendously in a in an insane environment on Saturday. Yeah, they lost by like 11 to Tennessee, but that was a, a you know a surging comeback that Tennessee just kind of held at arm's length. Mm-hmm. So they're an intriguing team for me. They also have that factor that you want in March of veteran guards who can absolutely play. Um, Tennessee and their defense, their team defense, is is also troubling for a Texas. But you get guys like that when it's neutral court, it's March, all the stakes are as high as they will be. They're probably not going to get you killed with turnovers or early shots, things of that nature. I think Texas presents problems to a lot of teams as we climb and progress towards March. Um, looking outside of that, man, it's tough to say, like you said, because it, it's honestly tough to keep track of. You look at a season like last year's where North Carolina was in the shape that they're in right now, basically. Mm-hmm. Not ranked, not doing great, and they went on to play for a national championship. Did they, they win it? They might. They may have won it. My memory. You know how uh, it is. National championship last year? Oh, gosh. Kansas. Kansas. That's right. So, uh, that's what I'm getting at, though. A team can get hot. They can come out of absolutely nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, Texas comes to mind for me because of the really 40 minute fight that they made it in the environment that it was in Knoxville on Saturday, um, inside the conference. I, I don't think that this year's Kentucky Wildcats can be pronounced dead until there is absolutely no heartbeat left in them because, you know, it, it's weird to me that they had the start that they did, the losses that they took coming off a season where you lost to St. Peter's in the NCAA tournament. Um, I've also read things like if this and, and COVID impacts this because of 2020, but if they were not to win an NCAA tournament game this year, can't even tell you how long it's been since like a graduating class at Kentucky did not win an NCAA tournament game. So there's a lot of factors there that that should be pushing and inspiring them. They have one of those vintage big men in Oscar Chibway, who is a force who I, listen, people complain about that guy and his antics. I don't mind them if dude, I would, I would trade like some body parts to have him on my squad. You know what I mean? Like he's mm-hmm. a dude, mm-hmm. he's a dog, rebounds like crazy. Um, so I think they're going to be problem for teams in the SEC and outside of it if they continue to capture their best five, how they should play, channel some of those losses and and last year's exit for sure. They should be a problem going forward. Okay. Okay. I think there's – I don't know if I can answer the question that I asked you, um, but I do <laughs> think job. there's a there's a team. So I I, I really enjoyed the Big 12 SEC um, uh, showdown. I think the Big 12 ended up winning that. Big time, not, big time. Yeah. Missouri, Tennessee, and one other team were all that captured wins in that series this year. 
it wasn't Florida. It was the people that they played that I want to talk about. There I think Can- I think Kansas State's going to be a problem. I don't think enough people are talking about them. Yeah, they're sitting in the top ten. I like the way they shoot. I like their. I really like their shot selection. Oh uh, yeah, they didn't seem to put the, be putting themselves in a bunch of dumb spots. Um, so I, I would look for them to 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 make a run uh, out of the Big Twelve. I also really like, and I, if I correct me if I'm wrong, um, the head coach at UCLA was he not just at Cincinnati not long ago? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, don't ask me his name, but that's who they hired when Rick Barnes did not go there. And correct me if I'm wrong, he's a Cincinnati native who wanted to be at Cincinnati and they didn't Ooh. want to pay him. That sounds correct. Okay. Um, I like UCLA as well. I look for them oh, to yeah. make some noise um, in, They've in the had tournament. Some, some just late season heart these last few years made a run when no one expected them to. Yeah. Um, man, they, yeah, they could absolutely be a factor in always, it seems like. Yes, I like it. Um, give me give me a prediction for uh, Tennessee, Florida tonight. I'm going to say that Tennessee keeps that tr- troubled, struggling offense at, at absolute bay. And Tennessee wins by, I'm going to say they win by at least 15, tripling the current spread that Vegas has it at. Um, I don't know, man, unless Florida just has one of those knots and Tennessee has one of those bad knots. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Florida can do much better than 55, 60 points. And I think Tennessee will just wear on them and wear on them. And Ziegler will just play the the absolute big brain basketball that he does. Um, he's got such uh, so much heart for such a little frame. Uh-huh. Uh, but I like Tennessee. I'm going to say 75-58. 75-58. Hey, I, man, bro, I'm here for that. Give me that all day. Chomp, chomp. Uh, L- uh is going to play LSU on Saturday. Anything you want to note on there before we land this plane today? Going to be ugly. Going <laughs> to be ugly. They smashed them. I think they beat them by 40 or so, if not more, the first time, and they will be smashing them yet again. I like it. I like it. Cody Walden, you have 27 hours. You are actually at 26 hours and 48 minutes right now. All you got to do, just say the words, <laughs> and we'll make it happen, man. We will make it happen. Um, do you want to save Super Bowl talk for maybe next week or let's do it? Let's preview that thing next week in case there's any more storylines that come out. Uh, doubt that there will be. These guys should be taking it easy and prepping for the game, but I'm excited to preview it. Can't wait mm-hmm. to watch it. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing because, like you opened the show with, Tom is gone. Mm-hmm. I don't really even have to have a villain in the Super Bowl right now. I mean, mm-hmm. this is what do I do? What do I what do, do with my, my hands? Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm pulling for the Chiefs, but we'll preview that thing next week, give you some projections, see what happens. Can't wait to watch it. Yeah. The only reason I don't really want an Eagles win is because of the some of the Georgia guys that are on the Eagles. Uh, but I do like Jalen Hurts, even though he spent some time at Bama and not really an Oklahoma guy either, but it's hard not to like that guy. Oklahoma quarterback Jalen Hurts. Oh, so Oklahoma's claiming him, not Bama. Is that what it is? That's the way I see it. <laughs> I don't uh, feel that biased in saying it, but that's the way I see it. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Hey, uh, something else that happened in the world of sports today as we land this plane, cue the music. D'Amico Ooh. Ryan's new head coach uh, for the Houston Texans. you like it? You don't like it? I, I don't like it because they have such a huge hill to climb. Mm-hmm. I do like it because he played there. He – just led and I know that defense has dudes but he just led a fantastic defense um I think he's gonna he he'll have as good of a chance as any of these guys that they could have taken 
as long as they handle their business in the draft, make some moves because, you know, that division as well is not getting any easier with the Colts having a high, a high pick. The Titans are making moves, and, and they just got the GM from the 49ers, Rand Carthon, and then you got Trevor Lawrence, who could be another one of these potential Burrow, Mahomes, Allen type guys if he continues on his trajectory. So mm-hmm. huge hill to climb. But the fact that he played there, the fact that he's seen the Texans at their best, you know, I like it for those aspects. Just good luck to him. I would feel a whole lot different if there was a change in administration as well. Yeah, they need that as well. He's. It's going to be more than just flipping a roster and trying to find wins on a football field. You're going to have to win in that office every single day. And I don't know. I like Demico Ryan's. Um, I don't like where he played his college ball, but bingo. Um, I like him a lot. I think he's a heck of a defense coordinator. Be interesting mm-hmm. to see how uh, his departure affects the 49ers. Let me say this: If the Colts hire Raheem Morris, I will value the hire of D'Amico Ryan's higher than Raheem Morris. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we're going to cue the music. Cue the music. This has been Pandemonium Reigns. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. There is no such thing as only no more sports. Only, only more sports to talk about. Only more sports to talk about. Uh, enjoy tonight's games. Um, please don't text me until I get home, my dude. I will be doing youth ministry related things and so don't don't spoil things for me unless unless the build the the top is on fire and that's because we can't miss. Do that. You have to make sure. Okay. Hey, we love you guys. Thank you for spending your time with us wherever this may find you. Um, I'm Dan. He's Mike. He still has not cut his hair, and because he not, you should like and subscribe. Have a fantastic day, my dudes. God bless. Go boss. G C O.